This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. That was the amazing girly there. We have an amazing show lined up today. As it is Pride Month, we're going to be joined from the amazing John from Pride Boxing on the phone later. Next week, I'm actually going to be going down with them and actually doing a bit of boxing myself. And for any of you guys that follow me, have followed me on YouTube, follow me on social media, listen to the show, you'll know that I'm not really the most masculine type. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm also going to be joined by the amazing Daisy Buchanan shortly. She's on her way, so she will be here in the studio with me in just a couple of minutes. And for any of my lovely Twitter followers, I'm actually currently doing a little giveaway over on Twitter. That's with the amazing people at Love Honey, so I'm giving away a couple of different sex toys, so if you want to be in for the chance of winning one of those, then just come and join me on on Twitter, and yeah, get involved. Um, Let's have a little bit of David Bowie. And then let's get this show started. My guest is still on her way. It's when, there is, when there's a heat wave in London, everything just falls apart. People don't know how to travel. People just people can't cope with it. So you're going to have to listen to me ramble on all by myself while we wait for the lovely Daisy. Um, I want, I, there, there is something that I wanted to talk about today, and I was going to discuss this with Daisy, but I, I guess I'll just discuss it with you guys. Um, and this was the controversy around the new Jurassic World film. Now, I have been the like most enormous Jurassic Park fan since I was a little kid. Always, always loved those movies. When the new movies came out, I was obsessed with those as well. I saw a lot of like bad reviews and things like that, but I was always totally on board with them, totally loved them. And then I read an article, and it was saying that there was a lesbian character written into the latest movie, the one that just came out in cinemas a couple of weeks ago. And that is an amazing thing. You know, we don't get uh, LGBT plus representation, particularly not in mainstream films, particularly not in a family film like Jurassic World that so many people are going to see. And I was so excited by that fact. When I read that headline, I was like, oh, my God, this this is amazing. This is incredible. And then... I saw that that lesbian character was actually then edited out of the final movie. And the reason that they said that they did this was to save on runtime. But the, it was literally like one line, just a couple of sentences that kind of explained who she was as a character. It was just one line from her where she was basically talking about her sexual identity. And it was cut from the movie and I was so unbelievably disappointed. Now I can't really say whether it was cut because they decided that they didn't want an LGBT plus character in the movie or whether they cut it because they genuinely were trying to save on runtime. But from my perspective that was just a couple of seconds in a movie, literally a couple of seconds and that could have meant so so much to a young queer person. I know that when I was growing up, if I had if I had seen like an LGBT plus character in one of the Jurassic Park movies when I was growing up, I know it would have meant so, so, so much to me. And it would have definitely helped me 
come to accept who I was a lot quicker. And I just think those couple of seconds could have changed. Like, it's, it sounds like I'm being dramatic and it sounds like I'm over-exaggerating this, but I genuinely feel like those couple of seconds could have made such an enormous difference to an LGBT plus person's life. So I was really, really, really disappointed by this. And I did, I did as I often do, I did have a little bit of a rant on Twitter. And, you know, I just feel like... <laughs> I feel a lot of people disagreed with me, and that's fine. If, and if you're listening, please do tweet me and tell me why you disagree with me. Um, some people also kind of agree as well. Like Nick Duffy said, 100%, and the decisions to cut LGBTQ scenes are always for creative reasons that just so happen to line up with the global financial ones. And I think that just says... It just says so, so much. And I just... I want Hollywood. I want the film industry. I want all of it. I want everyone to kind of just do better. LGBT plus representation is so, so unbelievably important. And the faster people get on board with that and the faster people kind of stop seeing us as almost like sexual deviants because there is this over-sexualization of LGBT plus people, I think the sooner people realize that and the sooner people get on board, the sooner the world will be a better place. So that is just my two cents. Um, if you, I, I really want to know what you guys think about this. So if you agree, if you disagree, please tweet at me, tweet at Fubar Radio, um, and maybe we can have a little bit more of a discussion about that later in the show. Um, also, while I'm, while I'm here, we're going to be reacting to your sex confessions later on in the show. So if you do have anything you would like to confess, it's completely anonymous. You can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com and myself and the lovely Daisy Buchanan, who isn't here yet, but I'm, I'm assured she will be here any moment, will be reacting to those later in the show. Um, now I'm going to play a little bit more music, and this is going to be Wild Romance by the amazing Andrea De Giovanni and he is a guest that has been on the show before he's one of the most wonderful guests we've ever had on the show he's an incredible LGBT plus artist I've so much love and so much support for him so yeah let's have a little bit of his new track this is Wild Romance That was a little bit of Wild Romance by the lovely, lovely Andrea. Like I was saying, he is one of the most amazing guests that we have had on this show. Um, and speaking, speaking of guests that we have, on, have, have had on this show, um, another one of our guests, the, the amazing Jamie Windust, who came on just a couple of weeks ago, amazing non-binary advocate, editor-in-chief of Fruitcake magazine, just an all-round superstar, and we absolutely love them. So they were recently in Pink News, and it was because Sainsbury's misgendered them. When they went in and they tried to purchase cigarettes, um, they were told that their, they, they didn't believe that their ID actually belonged to them, that they didn't actually believe that it was real. And I think that it just kind of, it kind of just shines a, a, a spotlight on the, on the issue around kind of non-binary identification and trans, and trans identification because there's been so much talk kind of in the media and around the like legislation around these things. I think people often pass it off and say, you know, that this isn't a big deal and people are kicking off for no reason. But this just kind of, you know, when somebody can't just walk into a supermarket and buy cigarettes without people questioning their gender identity, that is, it's, I, I just can't, it, it must be so difficult to kind of live that life. And I just find it so unbelievably frustrating. But I, I, I find it amazing that Jamie is 
speaking out about this and they kind of went on Twitter and they started talking about this and now they're getting media attention, which is which is amazing and it's incredible. So we we love Jamie and just shout out to everything they're doing and yeah, I just I just think it's I just think it's I, I think it's a great thing that they're speaking out about this. Um, and yeah, can you tell that this is my one of the first times I'm presenting the show completely by myself? Um, <laughs> my guest Daisy is on her way very very shortly. Um, so this is this is a little bit of a of a, of a baptism by fire um, by me, kind of kind of presenting this all by myself. So I hope you I hope you're enjoying li- listening to little old me. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be Pride next week as well. Um, so we're going to be joined on the show by the amazing girls from Bloom, Libby and Brogan, are going to be joining us on the show. And we're going to be doing an extra special show, which is going to be all about Pride and everything else. It's also going to be 4th of July. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening next week. So there's going to be a lot of celebrating happening here in the studio. And it's going to be it's going to be an amazing show. So make sure you do tune in for that. Um I, th- I think it's time for a little bit more music because um, you're probably tired of listening to me whittle on at you. So this is a little bit of Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. Hit me. Fubar Radio presents Access All Areas. The very handsome Jordan Charles. You have a kind of a unique perspective on modelling as you are Albino. Yeah, yeah, that's is true. That, is that okay to say? I mean, I don't, you know. Some people see it as derogatory. I'm fine with it personally. Okay, I'm fine cool. With it. I hate the, the fact that these things are being used as trends. The freckles, like, I've seen oh, a yeah. lot of models with the, the, you know, yeah, 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 that's with the freckles last year. And then, like, it's not a little bit. I mean, they're still using a couple, but they're using it like a trend when this is actually how we live our life. You understand that? Like, we're like this all the time. Embrace it, Get man. Embrace of. it. Yeah, well, Topshop actually <laughs> sells special pencils, right, that you can yeah, draw yeah, freckles yeah, on yeah. with. It's all what do like... we do? Do we have it? Do we don't? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, what's in? What's not? Yeah. <laughs> Every Thursday. Access all areas. From 6pm. FUBAR Radio. Callum McSwiggan on FUBAR Radio. My lovely, lovely producers are working very, very hard to make sure that our guest gets in. And I've been told that she is just entering the building and she's just going to be joining us any second now. So, so fingers crossed, the lovely Daisy Buchanan. I can actually see her. She's coming in. She's, co- she's coming in to join me. I'm very excited that Daisy's here. Hi, Daisy. How are you doing? Hi, Callum. <laughs> how are you doing? It's great to have you on the show. At last, it's, um, it's London chaos. It's, it is London chaos. London um, chaos. It's like always the way. I'm making a fabulous entrance when what really happened is I just came quite close to having a panic attack on the oh my gosh, from oh Camden. my gosh, are you okay? Um, I think so. I get completely crazy about being late, and it's that awful yeah. thing where I can make no sort of differentiation between lateness happens and I'm letting everyone down and everyone hates me and it was also that sort of Sargini like can I even get on this train moment because um now I moved away from London about a year ago and I think I perhaps you know look around and this is when my newfound sort of what, what is London how do we yeah. negotiate this kind of 
comes out so yeah it's yeah, it's, it's it's a lot and a I, bit but, of a, an assault course but you know what yeah. i'm always like you know when you get i'm i'm exactly the same as you if i'm ever like late to s- somewhere i get so unbelievably stressed and oh my god everyone's gonna hate me and it's just like sometimes like like life happens and, and lateness happens and, it's, and traffic and happens. traffic happens and especially in london especially i think it's the heat the seat just sent the heat well, just sends everyone into chaos completely. what i was gonna say was you know people listening can't see this but the air conditioning in the studio is fabulous it's, it's, it's a is a refreshment. I know. I was dripping <laughs> I on the feel way here. Ten times better already, and it's um, funny because I'm here to talk about my book, which is called How to Be a Grown Up. <laughs> <laughs> I've not, never not felt like more this. revolting and less adult. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, let, let's let's talk a little bit about your book. I've not actually read it yet. I'm well, very excited to read it. It comes out in paperback tomorrow, so you're a new captive right. audience. Brilliant. I brought one with me. I can't, I can't wait to read it. So, so tell me a little bit about it, because I've read some of your work before, and it's phenomenal. Um, I'm an enormous fan of Daisy. I've been a big fan of Daisy for a while. She's, she's, she's an incredible lady. So, so tell me a little bit about your new book. Oh, that is incredibly lovely to hear. Thank you. Yeah. And I am blushing. But you can't tell, because I'm just so <laughs> hot and sweaty. Um, I wanted to write a hug in a mug, but a book. Um, nice. Because I thought of all the times when I felt really insecure and an- anxious and panicky. About 90% of my waking hours. Um, and I love self-help as a genre. Yeah. Um, and I think that quite often I feel as though the, the writers I read that I love, they sound very, very, very sussed and very, very sorted. And I guess I wanted to write from the perspective of someone who doesn't really ever feel like she has it all together. And I want to say that is absolutely okay. And also, because I've been in Agony Aunt, um, and my very, very first job, I started my working life at Bliss, the teen magazine. And I talked to readers, and these teenage girls were amazing, and they were so savvy and so sussed. And the only thing they really lacked is confidence. And so what I really hope my book does is to say, no, you actually you've got this and you've got all the tools and you know everything you just need that boost to know you know so i'm hoping it's that bit of kind of reassurance and also you know that when you wake up in the night and you're worrying about you know your overdraft and your job and your relationship and oh i've not done laundry for two weeks how has that not happened (laughs) me (laughs) it's like calling your mum when you can't call your mum because she doesn't really want that 4am phone call i really really like that that sounds incredible and and would you say it kind of goes a long way towards combating this kind of you know with social media and everything it can be we see a lot of kind of presenting our best life all the time and it's very much you know i go on instagram sometimes and i scroll through and i'm just looking at all these incredible people with their houses and their babies and their families and their jobs and everything seems so together everything seems so perfect and i think sometimes that can make me feel a bit like oh i'm not doing very well so is your book kind of helping with that I really, really hope so. It's such a weird time, isn't it? Mm. Because Callum, honestly, I look at what you're doing and think, that man has a game plan. That (laughs) man's on it. That man knows he is super successful. But equally, what I love about your work is I think you present something very, very authentic, where often it's fabulous. And that's because it is fabulous. You know, there should be no hiding a light under one's bushel. Show it. But also, you know, you're honest about the things that aren't perfect. because. It is perfect for no one. It is not perfect for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. It is not perfect for, I was going to say, Brad and Angelina. Possibly a bad example. But, you know, as we know, it all kind of... It's so easy to create and curate mm. this facade. And something I, I worry about and I'm aware of is if someone posts something and said, I've done this fabulous thing, 
I feel a bit low and a bit negative and I think, oh, yeah. I need to post about doing a fabulous thing. That'll make me feel better. And I'm just adding to the cycle of doom. I don't and know. Because someone else is at, then seeing yeah. yours and then, and I mean, I get that way with, I mean, I, I, it's terrible, but I get that way with, with topless photos sometimes. You know, I see I see a really hot guy on my Instagram and I and they, they post some really nice topless pic and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, they, they look incredible. And I'm like, Oh God! I need to post a topless <laughs> photo, and then I'm stood in front of the mirror, like taking so. And I'm like, "What are you doing? And what are you doing?" Sometimes up to an hour out of your yeah, life, maybe yeah, more, literally. of like cursing the light yeah. and cursing the phone. <laughs> if I just not even seen that Instagram picture, I could have done something so much more fun with that hour, yeah, right? And it it just kind of sends us on these little spirals as well. But I think it's also really healthy that we kind of acknowledge this. Well, I think about this a lot. Um, got a friend called Lucy who I know from writing and journalism and she's been my editor and work in various places and she's really great and she's really beautiful and she has an amazing body and oh. I saw a series of photos of Lucy on Instagram like with her bum out in a bikini and the first one I was like good for her and I was like ugh really and then I thought yeah. how has she been on holiday for three months why am I seeing her <laughs> bum every day and then I realised I'd got mixed up. Um, the Lucy I was a bit no. cross about was actually the ex-girlfriend of like the Snapchat founder guy who's some sort of like, you know, billionaire model. Because <laughs> it was another kind of, you know, very like slender, curvy brunette. I was like, oh, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. And they've got kind of not dissimilar names. So you're looking at two <laughs> different people yes. and getting, getting angry. Because in that context of like, no, you're a, a model who dates a billionaire, like that sort of... I can kind of deal with that person having a perfect bum because that's not my life. Yeah, that. yeah. And I think that's what's really quite scary sometimes is that Instagram has no context. You know, you pick up a magazine and you see a, a celeb and you know, we all know the difference between Jennifer Aniston and us and we don't have our own chef or driver. Yeah. Man, I could I really do with I my did. own driver. I wish I did. That'd be so good. <laughs> but then those pictures on Instagram are right next to our friends and also something I find you know I'm a freelance writer I don't have an office I make friends with people and connect with people and have sort of colleagues but they're not colleagues who come in and think oh my goodness I'm so hungover or I've just broken up with my boyfriend or like there's mold in our flat um, they're people I, I know and I'm friends with and love but they're only presenting their edited highlights and yeah. so in my head yeah. I've not got any context I only ever yes. see the highlights yeah yeah uh, yeah and I think it's it's such a uh, this is why I love Twitter you know I feel like may, may, maybe you disagree but I feel like Twitter is a little bit better compared to like your Instagram because I feel like people are more likely to present their flaws on Twitter I definitely use Twitter as a place to kind of just throw out all my thoughts throw out the bad things that are happening in my day and maybe I put out a nice polished picture as well but I kind of like present all different things on Twitter whereas Instagram for me mm. seems a lot more like curation crea curation like look at this beautiful thing Instagram is very sincere and that can be wonderful mm. but also the thing I like doing most in the world is jokes <laughs> whether or not they're good <laughs> jokes is debatable <laughs> but I think that aspect on Twitter of having a funny thought or thinking of a one liner and, and that immediacy is I'm much 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 more verbal than visual sometimes I feel like the world belongs to the visual and you know yeah i've um <laughs> i've got no skill set with my words but, <laughs> but yeah i think i mean twitter can also it's you know both i think can be really intense and they've it's a very very boring thing to say but i think that they're both 
wonderful and terrible and it's a case of using them mindfully which I know to do mm. I'm not always good at actually doing and <laughs> yeah. practicing what I preach sure sure so how to be a grown-up is coming out on paperback when tomorrow tomorrow out right now times. on kindle for 99p Amazing. until the end of june if you want to bargain but the lovely yellow cover um and we love a nice paperback to hold and flick through we, we love that for, uh, do, you, do you read paper rather than online i or? can't do i can't i have to do paper i can't do it on a tablet i can't do it on a kindle i can't do audiobooks i have to have a physical book i just can't get my head around anything else i'm, I'm old-fashioned in that way well, i'm so interested in the fact that a few years ago we were saying well no, it's all on computers now <laughs> no more paper books naturally you know that trend hasn't really held up people are still i think wanting that and yeah. um, i wonder if as well because i think a lot about how music has become less physical and it's not, and books still are that one thing where you can you know go out on a Saturday and have a little look around the shops and sort of come home and something. But yeah, still with music. I buy a lot of books. Still with music, people do still go out and buy records and things mm. like that though. So I think there's a big resurgence of that. So I think there's always a place for even if books do kind of start to fizzle out a little bit. I think there'll always be a place for them. I think people will always want to kind of go hunting for vintage books in libraries and or book or little bookshops and. It's really really intimate, isn't it? I think books and yeah, music and yeah. films as well. I mean, you've got that intimacy it's really nice to have something you can hold yeah totally absolutely all right daisy i want to i want to get to know you a little bit better so we're going to play um a little game very shortly but before that we're going to have a little song and i think this may be one of your choices did you put a bit billy joel in here oh i did i just saw him this weekend did so, you yes oh my god i just went to the aviva stadium in dublin with um my mum and dad and four of my six sisters and my husband and their various boyfriends oh, and partners and things so sounds had great. a proper gang that sounds brilliant well this hopefully this will bring back a few memories for you then excellent this is a bit of uptown girl yay All right, Daisy, I want to learn a little bit more about you. So I thought we'd play a little bit of Two Truths, One Lie. So for our lovely listeners in this game, Daisy is going to tell me three facts about herself. Two of them are true and one of them is a complete bold-faced lie. Um, and I have to figure out which is which. So do you want to take it away, Daisy? Okay, so here we go. Yeah, your um, first one. First one is... I was the face of Madame de Swords, the waxwork museum in Prague. What? Uh, what? Hang on a minute. What? what why? <laughs> in the most respectful way. <laughs> why? <laughs> because I used to be Nicole Kidman. No, I was actually next to Nicole Kidman. It was a no. friend who looked after their PR. Yeah. And there was a night where they shut down the gallery here. Yeah. Uh, it's near it's Baker Street. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, by Baker Street. And for, in exchange for pizza and wine, a load of us had to kind of go and like go up really close to the waxworks yeah. and take them. Like pictures were taken, and it was uh. kind of all of the like, promotional materials. So I mean, it was amazing because I think I'd been to Madame Swords once before when I was eight, yeah. and obviously on a regular day you can't get up that close no, to so anything. Many people, yeah. I was like, I got a backy from ET. I had a go on Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I had a great day. Amazing. That's so cool. So uh, when you first said that, I thought that you you were a waxwork in there. 
and I was like, I love you, Daisy, but, but, but I'm not going <laughs> to come and get, get yeah, maybe not going to come get my picture with your waxwork. I might, I might. I mean, Callum, I like to think that if I had a waxwork for the sheer novelty value, if nothing no, I else, that, like, I would go. It'd be I because apparently there is a waxwork museum in Prague as well. It's not Madame Sauce that is notoriously Ooh. awful. Oh, really? That has lots of waxworks that just look nothing like anyone. Oh, that sounds that sounds Which so sounds much better much than Madame Tussauds. Yeah, I want to go there. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that this one is is true. I'm not. I'm, that's not my final answer. But for now, I'm saying that this is true. Let's let's have your second one. Okay, I have um, been a professional impersonator for the girl band The Saturdays um, and for Julissa from Endubs. A professional in, impersonator. Well, uh, ghostwriter. Technically, oh. so um, they had columns in a magazine that I worked for. So I used to. Oh be my the, gosh! Um, Are you allowed to say that? I mean, probably not. With the magazine is shut, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so it's fine. So it's whatever. Wow! So you used to like have to kind of adopt their tones of voice, and was it what was it like a question and answer thing, or was it just their like talking about their lives, yeah, or they did they send you a few like facts about what's I'd happened? I'd phone them up. Yeah. Once, so every month we'd have a different Saturday, so yeah. we'd sort of chat on the phone for you know an hour or so, and then I'd sort of you know talk about. So it was you know me putting their words down. I guess. Sure. Yeah, so it's still true about their them. lives and everything yeah, else. And it was yeah, just you was kind no, of writing mm, it and making it. Readable, it wasn't a, um, you know, it wasn't Rochelle from the Saturday sort of talking about a bowel movement. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, that sounds like oh, that sounds like it could be very, very true. You've lived a very glamorous life, Daisy. Mm. Um, Not glamorous enough to have a waxwork, though. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> one day, one day, I give it five years until you're there. An actual waxwork of you next to the one of Nicole Kidman. Fingers crossed. All right, let's have your third one. And my third one is, um, I have a tattoo of a woodpecker above my right hip. Something tells me I've seen that. Or you've told me that before. Um, I do definitely get it out quite enthusiastically. Do you? On, um, okay, well, why, why a woodpecker? That's an interesting um, bird of choice. Well, it's a bit soppy, but my husband loves them. They're very, very lucky for him. He gets excited when he sees a woodpecker. So oh, I thought it would be they're nice. very lucky could for always him? see a woodpecker. Did, did, some, did something happen with the, that makes them lucky? Yeah, I think a while ago, I think because he's a writer as well, and I think one of his sort of first jobs, I think it was uh, some comedy writing he was doing, he sort of, he saw a woodpecker and saluted it, and later, he's a big, big ornithologist, that sounds like a terrible carry-on joke, he loves birds, (laughs) but he really does, he's a fully paid up member of the RSPB, and now, because we live by the seaside, um, I got him some binoculars um, as a gift a little while ago, so... He does lots of um, bird looking watching. at yeah, lots of bird watching through the window, and we get lots of oyster catches and things. And it does look a bit creepy. I mean, he he tells me he's bird watching. <laughs> Who knows what's going on? You're like, yeah, here's, here's some here's some binoculars <laughs> Darling, to help with that. I want you to see better. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like this one could be the lie. I feel like you may be bending the truth or something i feel like some something may be going on here so what how did you choose where you were going to place the woodpecker um i guess because i'm you know i'm right-handed and it sort of felt right to be (laughs) that's a rubbish answer (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is unraveling um do you have any other tattoos uh no that's just that one so that's your only tattoo um 
let's just go through I feel like I've figured out which one the lie is here but but so the first one is you posed for the marketing promotional materials for Madame Two Swords next to Nicole Kidman's wax figure and then you became the face in Prague next to Nicole Kidman next to admittedly, Nicole Kidman yes. or wax Nicole Kidman <laughs> wax Nicole Kidman uh, okay uh, yeah so I think I'm going to say that that is true um, your second one was that you were a ghostwriter for the Saturdays and Talisa yes for a magazine and you wrote their columns on their behalf yes that also feels very true and the third thing is that you have a woodpecker tattoo tattooed on your right hip because your husband likes to watch birds and you're right-handed i feel maybe you're double bluffing me i feel like you might be double bluffing me and i feel like but i am gonna say that the tattoo is the lie i feel like maybe you do have a tattoo but it's something else so yeah i'm saying that my final final answer is that 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 is the lie can you reveal to me which one is the lie I'm you, Callum. <laughs> yeah, I've got a swallow on my left hip, not a oh, woodpecker on my right. Oh, very, very good. Little switcheroo going on there. So, 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 why the swallow? I'd wanted a tattoo for like years, and then I sort of completely went off the idea. And okay. then I was looking at like the old Sailor Jerry things. This was like way before I met my husband. Oh, and I'd had a really awful breakup, and oh, my terrible, terrible ex was like, mm, "I don't think you should get a tattoo." Oh, <laughs> so, so you're like, it, "Fuck you!" And it started as a very stupid chat between me and some friends, and we were talking about this sort of like you know breakup doom and everything being terrible and what I was going to do. And we're talking about, and I don't know because I've always thought swallows are more kind of sailor tattoos but like we're talking about prison tattoos and how I should just go away for six months and Mm. come back with like a teardrop under my eye (laughs) and everyone's like yeah did you not hear about Daisy she's uh, she's been away (laughs) (laughs) and so that was when I went with my friend Michelle who got a Billy Bragg lyric okay at the same time what is exciting is later according to um, Rex Features my favourite picture agency the guy who did my tattoo went on to tattoo Rihanna really yeah Oh my god! And did he? Did this guy like regularly tattoo celebrities, or just by coincidence? No, it was um, it was a place in Soho, and yeah, I just saw. I was doing a fairly grim job for a now defunct celebrity site. People listening are going to think (laughs) I'm the kiss of death. Yeah, she works there, and then they shut down. It's it's just the state of the media in 2018. Um, And I was having a fairly miserable Sunday of sort of not wanting to be at work for you know five pounds an hour or whatever it was they gave me to be like oh probably i was going to say oh Gemma collins has done something probably i don't think i mean Towie was going then but i don't Gemma collins was wasn't not in her, her meme well, yeah well, she, no she's not um, there yet but i was there going oh Oprah, sunday but oh oh i know that guy oh he's with rihanna oh no. and it felt quite exciting that is exciting that's very exciting like so you're like tattoo buddies with yeah. rihanna like you're basically sisters. If we ever met, I'd absolutely have an opener. What's Gotta um, whop the swallow can I, How how much can a person swear on this? Oh, you um, can swear as much as you like, Daisy Buchanan. Have you seen? So I've been, um, you know, in a, <laughs> this going to sound like I'm sort of the granddad coming. I'm really good about this thing. <laughs> Um, the the Twitter mood of the moment is big dick energy and what? Rihanna having big dick energy oh she does have big dick energy she does I totally get that like, and do you know how because people that. are defining it in a different way I don't know how I would define it it's just like I think it's almost like 
a certain level of confidence mm. that's almost bordering on arrogance, but it's not. It's, it's not arrogance. But it's almost like secret confidence as well, because if, if you have that going on, you don't need to show anyone. You just know yes. it's there. Yes. And that is, I think, the secret. I think, I, I think that's absolutely because you're not trying to show mm. off. You're just being yourself and being confident and taking up the space that you feel that you deserve. But you're not trying to show off about it. You're not trying to scream about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, so on board with that. Um, something's appeared on a screen in front of me. I think it might be... Um, Producer Hannett's, but um, Ariana Grande said that of her. Does Ariana Grande? Um, he's uh, apparently very well endowed. Um, well, it makes sense. And Hannah says, big dick energy, you know it when you see it. Not physically, necessarily. It's an attitude, a swagger, a vibe. A vibe. You don't need a penis to have BDE. Rihanna, really strong BDE. David Beckham, not, not so, so much. much. It's true, though, isn't it? And I feel like we all kind of, like, we're agreeing without even. With, before I even fully understood what it was, I was like, yeah, Rihanna, Big Dick Energy. Mm. And I would have been like, David Beckham, yeah, no, not, not Big Dick you Energy. You know what it, it's Rihanna's whole... So everything about Rihanna, but always walking out of parties with a, a full wine glass. <laughs> yeah, she just... She, yeah, woman after, after my own heart. Um, we're going to be joined by our lovely guest on the phone very shortly. Um, we've got somebody from Pride Boxing. Oh, brilliant. Because um, I'm going to be doing some boxing next week, Daisy. Wow. I know, in, in absolute madness. Have um, you done it before? <sighs> no. How? Well, kind of. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Are Let's... you excited? Are you nervous? Are you all of the above? <sighs> I'm, I'm everything. I'm everything. So, uh, yeah, we'll be joined by John in just a minute. But let's have a little bit of Gay Bar. Gay Bar. We are now joined by the lovely John from Pride Boxing. How are you doing, John? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very, very good, thank you. I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Daisy Buchanan as well. Hello, Daisy. Hello, John. How are you? And, um, I'm good, thanks. We're, we're really, really excited to learn a little bit more about Pride Boxing because I know that I'm going to come along and join you guys. I think it's next Friday. Um, yep. And I'm I'm very nervous. I don't know what to expect. I feel mm-hmm. like so. So so. Tell us a little bit about Pride Boxing. Tell us about like why, um, what how it came to be and what it is that y- you guys are trying to achieve. Sure. Um, basically, it started kind of last year. Really, um, the first one was last year. Um, but I, I kind of had the idea. You know, like um, I, I'm a boxing coach. I, I train a lot of different people from all kind of walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the time, I was doing a lot of white collar shows, you know, general shows for, for you know, corporate clients and, and you know, females and all, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I had quite a few gay clients who expressed the, you know, the, the kind of urge to compete. Yeah. Um, and we thought, why not do it as a, as a big event on 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 something like Pride? So yeah. you know, it's represented in the sporting kind of manner as well you know well i i think that's the first thing that you, you know when i when i saw that the opportunity came through about being involved with pride boxing i think that is why i was instantly so intrigued and interested by it because i think there is still a lot of kind of negative stereotypes about lgbt plus people and mm. sports and you know i often hear you know gay people don't do sports things like that and i think there's a massive um, LGBT plus people aren't represented properly in the in the world of sports. So I think to do something like boxing and to be so kind of open and inclusive and to do it around Pride is an amazing thing. And I know that I'm personally like really, really 
excited to be involved um and also i think it's a great thing because it's like i feel like a lot of the kind of gay scene the lgbt plus scene um kind of revolves around clubbing and drinking and things like that and i think you know kind of throwing a sport in there and saying this is a great way to get lgbt plus people together is is, is an amazing thing in itself yeah, I, I agree, you know, um, and the other thing as well, you know, obviously I, I've, I've been around boxing for, for a lot of years and I've seen people try and do it, but, you know, the way they did it was like pink collar boxing, which I felt, you know, it, 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 there's something wasn't quite right about that, you know, and it, it wasn't a celebration of anything that was that was good about LGBT other than a, a bit of a sideshow. Mm. It's not meant to be a sideshow, you know, it, it is meant to showcase people like everybody else who, who are amazing at sport like everybody else and you know people who came to see the fights last year you couldn't have separated them from any other boxing show across the country doesn't matter who was fighting you know yeah. and I think that was that was the main thing was to, was to have a positive thing about it and not make it some kind of sideshow yeah abso- absolutely um, so, so, so what can I what can I expect from the event because I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, you John I'm not, I'm not the toughest of cookies um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite soft you know I, I go to the gym I swim I, I, you know I try to keep active but when it comes to things like boxing which is uh, you know I've done a few of those like boxing classes where you like yeah. go at it with a boxing bag like yeah. um, and I'm all about that but I feel like you know with another person or that it's, like, it's, it's, it's quite an intimidating thing I, I, and I say well, that with excitement yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing. You know, most of the people who have come along, they, they, they learn to do this in a 10-week ti- time frame, from, from week zero yeah. to week 10, where they have a competitive fight with someone else who's the same ability. And, you know, yeah. so it is quite, it's very daunting, not going to lie, but that's what attracts people. And actually, Pride Boxing is one of our biggest sign-ups to all the white-collar stuff we do. Because really? people do, yeah, absolutely. It's the big what, probably the biggest sign-up of the year because people do want to be challenged and they do want to, I think the main thing, they want to break perceptions as well. And every time, last year and this year, before we even start, I sit the group down and I say, look, people expect to see you fail. They expect mm. it because, you know, in some way, that's what people expect. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Everyone comes and if you, if you have a reason why you do it, which everyone tends to, there's always a reason. And then they feed off that reason. That gives them something to then, you know, take into the ring and get through it with. And if we tap into that, even better, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's it's such a great thing. And um, what you was, I want to go back to what you were saying there about like perceptions as well. And maybe this is something that Daisy, you might want to weigh in on. And I think like particularly something like boxing there's so much kind of like masculine energy around it and i think those kind of ideas can can feel a little exclusionary sometimes to to other people um so like daisy how would how do you feel for instance as a woman you know if you were suddenly invited to go boxing would you almost feel like oh that's not for me because of what society is kind of those ideas that kind of get pushed on to us in a way yeah i'd definitely be quite intimidated i'm super super curious and i think now um i'm excited about the idea of sort of celebrating you know strength and also fitness that is about you know sort of achieving and doing something that's i guess perhaps you know got sort of more of a competitive element or you know it's not just about you know doing what you can to have a a perfect body um but definitely you know, maybe sort of in my teens or early twenties, I just sort of thought, you know, there's no way because you know mm. that's not kind of 
for girls. And also the idea of sort of doing something that makes you very muscular, maybe, yeah. and that's tough. I do. I feel that those perceptions are dropping away, and we're asking more questions. And it sounds like you know things like pride boxing is a really big important part of that but you know it does feel like the the beginning of a journey an exciting journey for sure yeah absolutely and I, i'm definitely excited to be involved and and i i, I can't wait to kind of come along and join i think it's going to be yeah i think it's going to be a really really special amazing thing is there anything i is there anything else i should know in advance of the event john or, or our lovely listeners if they if they want to learn more about it well, you know, just come down. It's uh, it's on Friday night at uh, Porchester Hall, uh, which is uh, Bayswater, Queensway. Um, yeah, and everyone's welcome. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a nice atmosphere. <laughs> it, sometimes you can go to boxing shows and you feel a little bit intimidated, but it's a celebration. You know, everyone's just there. You know, to to have fun, support their friends who are, who are fighting for a great cause. Um, you know, so just come along and, and join in and be happy and celebrate yeah well it's, it sounds absolutely amazing and, and and thank you for all the thank you for all the work you're doing um i really can't wait and and yeah thank you for joining us on the show you're welcome look forward to meeting thanks see you next week john bye take care bye-bye uh so that that was that was that, that was it was so great chatting to john about that and and, and i really just kind of want to like emphasize like what we were talking about there about that kind of like perceived masculinity mm. and, and and those kind of ideas because i think i have for a long time i've kind i've kind of um almost felt a little bit restricted i've almost kind of felt like my sexuality has held me back and i think for a long time when i was growing up um i, I was kind of trying to do the whole pretend pretending to be straight thing and i was trying to act like what kind of people expect a straight person to be mm. and then when i finally came out i was like okay i'm out now i'm gay i'm gonna i'm gonna be the gay man that i've always meant to be and then i was kind of looking at society like okay so what's so what's a, what's a gay guy supposed to be like and it was like oh well, you're supposed to be really feminine you're supposed to be really fabulous you're supposed to be flo- throwing glitter around you're supposed to like fashion and all of these things and a lot of that wasn't me and it took me a long long time to kind of just kind of be myself because for so long I was trying to be straight mm. and then for so long I was trying to be gay and it's only really in the past couple of years that I finally started um, kind of just going, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be me. And I think what's so hard is that we hear be yourself all the time but it takes a very long time to figure out what that means. You know, and sometimes I think we're like pinballs and you have to sort of ricochet between different sides to figure out where you land and what feels good and what feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, 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 I completely agree with that. Um, shall we, shall we, shall we play a little game, Daisy? Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's play a little bit of porn or not porn. Um, I hear that you are a big Love Island fan. Is that true? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did miss last night. Well, so you're not I, that I, big a fan, then, are you? <laughs> like, fake hashtag fake fan. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I was out for charitable causes. <laughs> okay, okay, um, fair, but, fair. No, but I have been um, catching up today on, um, you know, and sort of following all the hashtags and figuring out okay, what's good going girl. on in there. Well, so I thought this week's game of Porn or Not Porn would be uh, Love Island themed. Excellent. So in this game, we've got five sound effects. Some of, um, some of them are from porn. And some of them are from Love Island. And between us, we're going to have to try and figure out which ones are which. Um, I think this is going to be... I don't actually watch Love Island. Um, 
So don't shout at me for that because I feel like every, everyone is watching Love Island, aren't they? Like every single person on, in my Twitter timeline is talking about it and I feel like I'm the only person who's not. So um, yeah, don't, don't be too mad at me because if I, don't, if I don't know who people are, if I don't know the references. If you get the words wrong, if you say something about being, you know, rather than someone's type, I don't know what would be. <laughs> I know there's a joke there, but... Um, can, I, can I just ask though, while we're talking about Love Island, there's a lot of like... Everyone's talking about this Eyal, Eyal guy, Eyal? Eyal. Eyal. Eyal the hippie. Now, I, again, I've not watched any of it, but I've seen his face all over social media. So many, I feel like I have an opinion on him without even ever <laughs> watching an episode. Um, can I ask what your opinion is of him? Now, as someone who writes about Love Island, I, Eyal is, bless him, a, a sort of a rich source of jokes because he talks about being very spiritual and very deep. And I, do, I think he knows the words, but not what they mean. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a real kind of, you know, I'm sure I can imagine Eel being deep and spiritual at the back of the field, watching Mumford and Sons double-fisting cider. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But people are also saying he's like a sleaze. Is that, are, we not, are we not thinking he's a sleaze? Again, I'm basing this on nothing. I'm basing this on what I've read online. I mean, what breaks my heart is I feel like none of the guys in there are really, you know, doing great in that respect. Mm. And there's lots of sort of accusations about game playing. But he is playing a game for sure. Um, yeah, it's difficult because... But they are on a game they show. They are on a like, game you show. To... And that's the tension because I just... <laughs> Oh, Callum, I just believe in love. <laughs> I, want, I want it to be a romance. Yeah. And it's been very, very calculating um, this year. Yeah. And but there's still time. Still time. Still time. It could come good. It, it could, could come, come good. It could come good. Fingers crossed. Um, should we dive into this game? Let's go. Okay, you ready for your first sound effect? Okay, here we go. I'm a rowdy girl. Oh, that has to be a Love Island. I'm certain that's Love Island. I think that might be Georgia. Georgia. Say it again. Like, I'm a rowdy girl. I don't know why I'm like, oh, Georgia. Like, I have no idea who Georgia is. But um, I would absolutely love it if there are people out there with a fetish for women who describe themselves as rowdy. Rowdy girl. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like a proper conversation. It doesn't sound... Because I feel like, you know, porn usually has a bit of the porn mm -hmm. music in the background. It, I just... It, that sounds very reality There's TV no to me. There's no kind of I've come for the audition or anything. Yeah, or, no, we're what, straight. This sofa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of straight in there. Um, are we both saying that this is Love Island? It's Love Island. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's Georgia for the bonus point that you're not going to give me. I will give you a bonus point. This is not porn. It is from Love Island. Oh, oh but it's from series two. Oh, oh, see, that oh. tripped you up, didn't it? That caused super drama, I believe, because they had an enormous fight in one of them. Possibly Malia got sent at home, yeah, I believe. So this, might was, be Katie. this was Katie was explaining how she got into a fight with new girl Malia after she accidentally spilt some wine on her shoe. But I believe it was accidentally because oh. Malia was after the chap that... Chap. Listen, it's like your Radio <laughs> 4. Um, the lad. The lad, Bantz. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I wish I really wish I watched the show, you know. It's not too late. I mean, tonight, possibly, yeah. yeah. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's do our next little sound effect. You just didn't know it. Mm. You see, I think that's Love Island as do well. You? It sounds a little bit like Dr. Alex. And you can sort of hear, it sounds like being out on a summer night. You know, you can hear, I don't know if it's crickets, but there's that. Oh, no, it's not crickets. It's the sound of a pool being cleaned, isn't it? Okay, you know, I'm, there's I'm, sort of I'm, automated okay, filtering. I'm, I'm, I'm listening for the crickets slash pool being cleaned. You just didn't know it. 
Oh. Yeah, but there could easily be, like, crickets or a pool being cleaned in, in the back of a porno, you know? I, I can see that. I can see that going either way. Mm, I think we may be divided on this, because I think this is porn. Oh, you're going you right, just didn't you? know it. You just didn't know it. I mean, that sounds quite... Mm, I know the I, boast I, for porn, Yeah, I've, cha- I've actually changed my mind again. I, I, I'm going back. I'm thinking that this is Love Island. Yeah. Are you? Are you? In? Yeah, I'm in. I'm all right, in. all right. We're 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 saying that this is also Love Island. This is ah, Love the Island. Ah, bit society, of course. This is Wes and Josh are discussing which boys on the island should join their do bits society, a club exclusive to those who have actually done bits with their girls during their time on the island. <laughs> to which, explain as a viewer, I want to say, Wes and Josh, what are you? Fourteen. It's a sort of, you know, everything but different people are sleeping together or like having, you know, full penetrative sex or not. I mean, that's a very interesting conversation, I think, as well. I'm confused, it's a very... Daisy. I'm, I'm just confused. I don't know what's going on. So, on Love Island, yeah. there's a... It's almost like, I don't know... When I remember from my teen days, a very kind of weird and explicit prescribed world where... You know, and the only thing that you could say was having sex was having penetrative sex, and everything else was oh, right. was yes. doing bits. I yeah. mean, obviously now we know that's not true, yeah. but it's you know, however you mutually and consensually define it. But um, they're both—it's a bit creepy, I think, isn't it? Talking—I mean, obviously that's the point of the show, but saying we've done things with these women and we're all going to be in a special in a club. club. Like, it's, oh, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And I just want to weigh in on the on, on the whole, like, sex is not sex if it's not penetrative. I don't have penetrative sex myself. Um, neither do a lot of trans people. Neither do a lot of lesbian people. Um, neither do a lot of straight people, I'm sure. Um, you know, people with vaginismus, etc. Um, or any other medical conditions that may prevent that. You know, there's a million and one reasons why two people might not have penetrative sex. And I think to undermine that as not real sex and to sort is, of say oh no I d- I'm, I'm just a member of the do bit society sound very adult it literally makes them sound like children which is kind of the impression I get from a lot of these Love Island boys um, big boys trying to trying to show off not not members of the of the uh, big dick energy club. no absolutely no, that's not. a very exclusive <laughs> club that I don't think they get <laughs> to, be not to be in not a part of that all right, let's have the next sound effect. I might make myself a cup of tea. Oh, I love what on earth is happening there? I'm pretty sure that's porn because something <laughs> I think a lot about in the Love Island villa is no one drinks tea all day long, no tea <laughs> drinking. I think it's bizarre. <laughs> that That's what's thrown you off is the yeah. tea. All right, let's have that again. I might make myself a cup of tea. Oh, I love <laughs> just, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it has to be porn. I don't understand what could possibly be going on there. For British that to be Love people Island. are that enthusiastic about tea. It's Let's true. be real. That it is, is how true. I react. But no, they all drink from their water bottles, and there's just no. You know, I'm just waiting for someone to finally boil a kettle <laughs> on just, the villa. It's like it's too cool. Like they're, they're lads and, and, and lasses. They're not, they're not going to sit down for a tea. Oh, Yorkshire for them. <laughs> all right. We are saying that it is porn. And the answer is porn. Yay! <laughs> Gemma's checkout fuck. Gemma is brought to a boutique to be judged as a glamour model for the next campaign. In order to figure out Gemma's clothing size, the boutique owners get have to have her feel her body all together. They offered her tea while they did this. Bloody hell. It's just all very... It's all very... 
Oh, porn makes me very uncomfortable sometimes. I'm sure I've been in in checkout scenarios, well, not checkout scenarios, but in that sort of, you know, the odd bra fishing. It's like, come on, let's have a go. But it's it's never had an exciting <laughs> ending like yes. that. They normally say, "Yes, here you are. It's fifty pounds, please." <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. All right, our next one is. You didn't just say catwalk, did you? He didn't just say catwalk, did you? Is that what he said? Yes. Mm. I'm gonna. This reminds me of something from the last series of Love Island. I'm gonna say Love Island. Is there ever a catwalk? I have a vague memory of some sort of modelly challenge. Mm. And 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 this guy is maybe freaking out because he's been told he has to walk on a catwalk. He's like, oh, mm. you didn't say catwalk, did you? Is it maybe that? Let's let's listen to that again. You didn't just say catwalk, did you? You didn't just say catwalk, did you? His accent again, just it's very Love Islandy, isn't it? It is that sort of estuary. It's, yeah, you know, failed your Towie audition. <laughs> yeah, <try this. laughs> um, I, I think I'm definitely saying Love Island on this one. Do you agree? I agree. Let's All right. go for Love Island. Love Island. We're doing well, Daisy. Oh, oh it's we've porn. fallen down. It's porn. <laughs> Petite girl gets naughty. Amy wants to be a catwalk model, but is only four foot eleven. So her agent offers her a different type of modelling job and proceeds to demonstrate how it should be done. You see, in real life, that would be you know, call the cops. Yeah, <laughs> call literally. This. And it's 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 very weird to me that like so many porn scenarios kind of start in this realm of like illegality mm. it's, 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 a little, it's a little bit concerning i would say that odd sort of boundary yeah crossing. yeah you know a, a little bit more ethical porn i think just a, just a mm. smattering of, of ethical porn just throw it in there that that, that would be fab <laughs> i saw you looking at the vegan chickpeas in a <laughs> sexy way <laughs> yeah they, they can all be saying whole foods <laughs> <laughs> now that's a genre i could get behind yeah, I, I mean whole As foods it itself is porn to me just walking in there i get excited just want to touch all the packaging <laughs> all right final one the slut inside will just take over and be fine Oh, the slut inside is just going to take over. It'll be fine. You see, I think that's Love Island. Yeah, something says Love Island about it. That music doesn't say porn to me. No. That sounds like trashy TV show. Um, let's listen again. The slut inside will just take over and be fine. Yeah, I... That, I, I <sighs> that, that sounds a tiny bit like um, like Megan um, from this year. But yeah. it, could be, it could be older than that. But yeah, I'm going to go for, go for Love Island. Because the, the, it will be fine. That's not very porn, is it? The seeking no, of reassurance. Like, yeah, it'll be all right. I, I, yeah, I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's not the sexiest of... Yeah, I, th- I think you're 100% right. And you, you're saying it's Megan. I think it might be Megan. If you get that right, like, we're going to pretend that, like, the fact that we got the previous one wrong didn't happen. Ooh, and we're just going to say it was five Megan. out of five if it is <laughs> Megan. <laughs> all right, what is the answers? It is not porn. Love Island Series 4, Megan, Ah. is discussing with the girls what she will do when locked up with her partner, Eyal, in the hideaway. See, it's all come full circle. You're so good at this, Daisy. hours I spent have paid off. It was a great investment of my time. Proud of you. Five out of five. That wrong answer never happened. Um, I'm glad I have reference for who this Eyal gentleman is. Um, Did you see all the, like, um, Eyal's, like, 
previous life. Like there's all these videos his, of his, his, his music, music video. Oh my and god! And I love the amazing video where he appears to be singing in what looks like a sort of an Oxbridge refectory, and there are lots of <laughs> close-ups of an angry man going, "Oh, he's singing on a table." Yes. And then he sings all about that bass with that quartet. And yes, he's, it's he's bizarre, always got a waistcoat. He always looks like he's been shopping at the bridal section of a big M and S. Yeah, that 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 that's our boy. That, that's our boy yeah we love you it's going to be very awkward if ever we meet <laughs> <laughs> alright Daisy I think it's a bit of time for a bit of music so Yay. this is a little bit of Run Into You don't care if I dance into your space drink. so Daisy I know that you are very happily married you're a, you're a very happy lady um, but how do you feel about dating apps in general like did you ever used to go on the apps because you've been married quite a while yeah I remember Tinder really got going yeah. I think it started about a year after I met my husband but he wasn't my husband then um, I did go on it for a feature as did he ah. and I just found it completely terrifying <laughs> I remember being um, shopping in Canary Wharf and be like oh I have to put Tinder on and write about it just like ah <laughs> This is just alarming. And I felt very conscious about sort of the fact that I was, you know, if people were around, I was being, you know, seen by strangers. Or worse, like rejected. Mm. That someone would sort of yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. no. Um, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because I think, and I did lots of online dating. And I actually met my husband on Twitter, which I think is Oh, okay. I, quite meet a lot of, I meet a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of boys. Yeah. I think you can just tell more about someone can't you well and because the, the wonderful thing about i think about twitter like i used to say like fully seriously that like twitter for me was the best dating app mm. and it's because i would see somebody's words first i would and i and i would go oh that's funny or oh that was really intelligent mm. or i love their opinion their political opinion or whatever it was and then i would click through and maybe i'd read a few more of their tweets and I'd be like oh i like this person and then i would look at their pictures mm. and it's the complete opposite to how all dating apps work um I, I, I don't feel like you could make a dating app around that like here's an opinion do you like this opinion agree like swipe left swipe right i don't think it would work but for me yeah i've, I've gone on so many dates from twitter um, before i met my husband um yeah me too and yeah. it, it's that and i don't know if it, it's perhaps you know everyone's looking for something different and i'm not i know this sounds very like oh, i'm not I like people's personalities. I'm not bothered about looks. But no, genuinely, I don't think I really have so much of a, a physical type. It is about that connection. And I think it, it's partly because I love writing and I love reading. So yeah. the way someone expresses themselves is very important to me. And yeah, perhaps that's why for me, sort of dating apps fall down. And I think as well, they, do, they just homogenize us a mm, bit. Yeah. It's meant to be about having a really lovely and specific connection you know, maybe, not always, but, you know, often with an individual. And I don't really know how the app sort of facilitate that. And, you know, going back to Love Island, I always feel that that's sort of what's going on in the show at the moment. If it's anything less than perfect, the boys especially are so quick to move on. And you can mm. almost see them, like, trying to swipe as if, you know, the actual woman uh, yeah, is in front yeah, of yeah, them yeah, and they've just got their just, thumb like, going, on, no, way, next, next. <laughs> um well, it's interesting you say that, and I th so I think I think you're going to like this next game, Daisy. Um, so in this game, um, you're going to be deciding if you're going to swipe left or right on a person, but it's not going to be based on an image. It's going to be based on 
one fact about them or maybe ah. something that they would do on a date or just what you're going to get one piece of information about them and that's it and then you could decide swipe left or right so right is yes Excellent. left is no it's almost like you designed this for the radio <laughs> almost <laughs> um all right so your first one is on the car ride to the restaurant your date will only play take on me on repeat swipe right or left I like this while I sort of think <laughs> with the pressure of the um, um I'm gonna swipe left I think I do love uh-huh mm. but it also if it's if it's a first date mm. that would be a bit of if I were to say or we could play Toto by Africa and I'd want them to be a bit flexible. <laughs> yeah, if they were like, no, we're only listening to mm. this, I would be a little bit concerned and, and worried but that I was in the car with a psychopath. It would, would, be, it's my, true. would be my concern. It is, it is a really, really great record. But, you know, <laughs> that's cutting yourself off from a lot of musical excellence. But maybe, but if they, I feel like if they had a reason for it and they, and they explored and they kind of explored that reason with me, then maybe I would be on board with it. Maybe they're just like, oh, like, I forgot this song existed, you know, it's been in my head all day and they're like you know what you know when you just need to listen to a song or repeat just to kind of get mm. it out of your head that's where I'm at right now so that's why we're listening to Take On Me over and over again I'd still be a bit, like, really, bit weird but I think I'd be like it oh, so much okay. depends on them if they sort of persuaded you yeah. that would be one thing if they were like no get in <laughs> this is what we have <laughs> like, no. but that's much more of an act. definitely definitely I'd be I'd be swiping right on their musical taste while swiping left on their inflexibility. Yes, I like that and I'm actually going to agree. I think that's where I'd be at as well. Next one is, your date says they want you to come over so they can make you a nice meal. Then they make you a home-cooked meal of tinned spaghetti and toast. I'm gonna swipe right. Is the thought that counts? That's yeah. a very, very sweet gesture, and you uh, know, and also like tin spag on toast. It's delicious. You know, it's not like oh my goodness. I've been to to restaurants and have complicated salads that have made me miserable, and all I really wanted was like spaghetti on toast. Yeah, I'm so with you, and I and I think like. And I mean, I'm talking about student days, if I'm honest. And, you know, we were all strapped for cash mm. when we were students. Um, but one of the loveliest, loveliest kind of little dates I ever had was going over to someone's student halls and having them make me like a fried egg sandwich. Oh. And they were like, oh, just come. And they didn't specify what they were going to make. Mm. They were just like, oh, come over. I'll make some food. We'll hang out. And they, and they made me a fried egg sandwich. And literally every time I have a fried egg sandwich, I think about that now. And it's, it's such oh, good that's comfort really, really food. Lovely. That's such a positive memory to have. Yeah. And I think, you know, making food for someone, it's such an intimate act and it's not about the food in particular, is it? It's just, it's about the fact that someone's taken the time and the trouble. My goodness, that's the thing about, you know, growing up, I guess, that when you're, when you've left home for a bit, you know, I mean, I was very lucky slash spoiled and, you know, my mum did most of the cooking at home and when you're having to feed yourself, Someone offering to feed you, no matter what oh it is. God, You're grateful. Yeah. You You're snatch like, yes! it with both hands. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Oh, my God. And the dinner, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would put out. I would. Um, and, oh, and one final note on this is that I like as well that the like, kind of like lack of airs and graces. Mm. It's like they're still going to the effort, which is, which is nice and shows that they care. But they're not like trying to be fancy. They're not trying to show off. They're just being like, let's just enjoy. If you can't handle me at my spaghetti on, on toast, toast, you don't you deserve, don't deserve me. me at my garnish with cress. <laughs> 
garnished with cress. Beautiful. That that that's the that's the peak of. <laughs> All right, great, great. I think we're in agreement on that one as well. Um, next one is your date is dressed very suave, but when they pay for the meal, they pull out a kid's Velcro Batman wallet. I would I would right swipe. No, if I'm I would write if that was a Spider Man wallet, I'd be like right swipe straight away. Batman, not really a fan of DC, but I can get on board. <laughs> can get on board. I don't know. I just think it it. It's 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 quirky. It shows they have personality. Right. My goodness, some of the dates I've been on, but they're actually getting their wallets out. Is, <laughs> that's enough. And you know, you don't know as well whether you know they might be a fat. I think you know anyone being passionate about anything is yeah. within reason sexy. There are maybe like you know like if it's sort of you know I'm passionate about hatred. <laughs> like, no, no, Not no, so thank much. you. Swipe left, swipe left. But generally, anyone who is you know a fan of you know something that and perhaps that you wouldn't expect them to be a fan of also you know my, i know that um well my husband had a a marvel bullet for ages and it was a um it was a gift from a young nephew <laughs> i always thought that was very cute like mm. there are all kinds of reasons why you might be yeah carrying ab- that around absolutely and i just i just think it's i think it's cute i think it's lovely and it's the kind of thing i would do so you know that's me. Um, what would be great is if you pulled out a Robin wallet and you'd be yeah! like, yes, it's meant to be. Boom, <laughs> done. We match, match made in heaven. Um, the final one. Your date is telling you that they quit smoking, but you catch them sneaking out for a cigarette. Deception. Lies and deception. Manipulation. Mm, this sits uncomfortably with me, mm, Daisy. Yeah, it does. yeah. If it it's does. early on as well, because that's it's weird, isn't it? I don't know how... What the lie the land is now, but in my youth, in my dating days, that you know, smoker or non-smoker, it's it's quite a big deal. And I don't, I've dated smokers, and I, you know, all like lovely. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, if I, if my husband spoke, and I sort of, you know, fall in love with him, I'd, I'd work out a way of of dealing with it. But anything where you say one thing and then, and then do do the other, another thing. But if it's a kind of but in a different scenario where, you know, you've been together for a while and they're like, I'm giving up smoking and then you, you catch them at it. That's a bit different, I think, isn't it? Yeah. As a, but if it's if it's early days, I think that's a swipe left. I, I, I think for me, it would definitely depend on the context. Like if they had sat at the dinner table mm. and like very truthfully and wholeheartedly told me, look, I've, give, I've given up smoking. It's, it's been really hard. I've been really struggling with it, but I've decided mm. to quit. And then halfway through the date, maybe they're like, fuck, I need a cigarette. Mm. I need a cigarette. And I, and I really like this person. And I've just told them that I quit smoking. So maybe I'll just tell them I'm going to the bathroom and I'll have a cheeky one. You know, I couldn't. I could understand that, but I would want them to come clean yeah. and be like, "Look, I, I, ju- I just, I really needed it." Yeah. And I would actually rather them actually say that to me and exactly. be like, I, "I'm going to have to have one. I'm if really sorry." Like, I know. You know, we came here on the understanding that I'm a non-smoker, but actually, and then I think you know that sort of vulnerability and that honesty. That's really attractive. Nice. I think. Yeah, yeah. Dates are stressful. My goodness, if you yeah. were a smoker, you know when. There's never a time you're going to need a cigarette more, is there? Than a first date, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, I think it entirely depends on the context. Like, I'm really against lying and deception yeah. or anything like that, but it depends on the circumstances. I mean, anyone vaping, always swipe left. <laughs> if they've got a vape on their person, <laughs> gone, out the door. See you later. That's it. That is my deal breaker. <laughs> I actually, I'm really gossy, Daisy. Um, I really love the smell of some of the vaping stuff. Some of them like, really I walk like sweet cheese, aren't and they? I'm like, oh, the Red Bull one smells incredible. It really reminds me. Of, did you ever, like, when you were a kid at news agents, they'd have the big jars of penny sweets? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
an ounce of balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's that amazing that. scent. It's 100% that. Um, Daisy and I are going to be reacting to your sex confessions very, very, very shortly. Um, so if you have any last minute ones you want to send in, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. It is completely anonymous, so send us your worst and we'll be reacting to those after a little bit of Carly Rae Jepsen. Daisy, 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 are you ready to react to some sex confessions? Absolutely. We've had loads and loads come in, so let's just dive right in and do this. So, the first one is, this heatwave is making me so turned off, it's too hot in my bedroom to even hug my boyfriend. Any tips to help get me in the mood? Oh, there's a song about this. It's too darn hot. I should have put it on is that, the... Is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, and Ella Fitzgerald sang it. I don't know who wrote it. I think it's sort of a bit of a Broadway standard. But yeah, oh. that kind of... It's, um, I'd like to coo with my baby tonight to pitch the woo to my baby tonight, but I'm not up to my baby tonight because it's too darn hot. I love that. I mean, and I mean, I, I I completely relate to this. Like, I've just been like sweating my absolute tits off in the house, and like, uh, I, I I I hooked up with somebody the other day during this heat wave we're having, and it was like both of us dripping, <laughs> absolutely dripping with sweat, like. And in some ways, it's like kind of hot and kind of mm. adds to it. And then in some ways, it's just deeply, deeply unpleasant. Um, so I think I think it's kind of I think it's kind of normal to it's a bit too hot for sex. I think it's yeah any sort of you know movement. If you think uh, you know any if you wouldn't movement. go for a run in the heat, then <laughs> I mean one thing I would say that I find I mean I love because it's a. I don't know if you have this. Like, I always throw the covers off, but I like having something over me. That sort of sensation of mm. being under something even if um you know but you don't want to full-on duvet and i'll throw the duvet off but feel a bit sort of weirdly yeah. exposed so what i would suggest to um the person who sent this in um is maybe you know if they fancied investing in a, a nice big sheet you know a sort of highish thread count yeah you know sleep under it naked and then when you wake up in the morning you feel quite like oh i'm um and it's you know not quite so boiling crazily hot then oh i like that i like so, that you know i do think sometimes if you if you sleep naked you wake up and you're in the mood i always sleep naked though that's like i never ever unless i've got like a mate sleeping in the, and even even sometimes when i have mates sleeping in the bed i still sleep naked but if i'm like maybe if i'm like if i've got like one of my female friends sharing the bed with me i might sleep in my underwear but i just i can't sleep in clothes pajamas not for me i don't I naked also, all the way I like sleeping naked or, you know, just in knickers. I never, I love pyjamas, but I never sleep in pyjamas because I just get really cross with the bottom. So I feel a, bit, <laughs> a bit too much. But my husband always sort of sleeps in like boxes and a t-shirt because he says that if he has to like wake up and deal with anything in the night, he wants to be ready and prepared, which I think is the most adult thing. <laughs> it's very sweet that he's like, no, you can sleep naked. It's fine. I will but deal I will with whatever this is. I for the burglar or the dragon that, that's going to scale the house. be a dragon where we live <laughs> <on the Berkeley. laughs> um, would you like to read the next one um, I'm so scared of nipples I need to get over my fear Ooh. I think this is really interesting yeah. and obviously it's something quite primal it does make sense because nipples are, are weird and when they're out of context hmm. you know they're quite hard to kind of 
to get over. So I can see them being quite threatening. I mean, I would say that the big thing is the first thing with getting over a fear is to say it's okay to be scared of it. It mm. doesn't. It's tricky, and it might not seem rational and it might be something that's difficult to tell people about but it's a legitimate fear and mm. that you really need to understand where that came from and how long it's been going on yeah. before you can kind of you know change it so and i think as well you know with anything all matters sexual you need to be with a partner who's sort of kind and understanding and you know there are tons of things you can do like you know you don't have to take all your clothes off to have sex you can wear whatever on top and you know, it's being with someone who understands it's a a serious issue yeah. and doesn't say like, no, but you have to like my nipples. Because I suppose it's really hard because if I was with someone who said, I'm afraid of nipples, my first awful self-absorbed reaction would be to take it personally and be like, but, oh, really? but my nipples are great. But actually, it's about seeking out the understanding partner, I think, who, you know, someone who will help you work through it and you know there's no rush yeah i i i think i think that's such such a great such a great great point daisy and i and i think i you know i think my reaction would almost be like to it's really bad of me but like admittedly i think my instant reaction would maybe be, be maybe to try and dismiss that but that, that's so that's so wrong like you know we all have irrational fears of things and i think you know find i think it's about finding the right person who you can talk about yeah. it with whether that's a sexual partner or, or even just a friend mm. and being like you know trying to figure out why are we afraid of this and then and then kind of work through that in whatever way that you can i know that i've been i've been with guys who have not wanted me to even like one tiny little touch of their nipple would freak them out and they would be like no and they'd need to stop sex immediately so and I, in some ways i guess that's almost kind of connected to this and then i've also been with guys who have been like don't take your nipple don't take your hands off my nipples at any point <laughs> so like it goes either way and i think being afraid here's the glue, of nipples, here's your hand <laughs> go to town get it get just yeah whack it on there um but yeah i think it's about working through it and um yeah don't feel bad about this fear because we all have irrational mm. fears and and and, and also, fine. you know, and say that's really, I think it's a very difficult thing to to get in touch and, and say about. So I'm really glad that person shared that. I think it's a really courageous thing to. Me too. Shout, shout out to you. Well done, you. Um, Daisy, you have such a, a lovely reading voice. I'd like you to oh, read the next one as well. Thank you. Um, is that the, um, the one immediately? Yes, this one here. Good day. There you go. The other night... I accidentally sent an especially hot photo to a close guy friend in my contact list. I didn't even realise what I'd done until I got a snap back from him saying, Oh wow, I didn't know you liked me like that. I'm still so embarrassed that I haven't even told him the whole thing was a mistake. I've been avoiding him ever since. Ooh. I feel like this is the plot of a Richard Curtis film <laughs> for 2018. Um, you know, I think it's so easily done. And I think that anyone who is alive and has a phone will understand it is very easy to do that by mistake. Yeah, I've, I've, I've come very close to doing it by mistake. I've come very close to like posting things on my public Facebook page before. which like, I, To your family. <laughs> yeah, literally. Hi, Grant! <laughs> um, but I feel like... I feel like in, in 2018, the, people are, are becoming kind of a lot more open about like nudity and things like this. And I know that certainly with my friends and sometimes in a sexual way, sometimes in a non-sexual way, sometimes in a completely platonic way, we may exchange photos. Sometimes it's even for a case of review, like, oh, what do you think of this photo? Do you think it's a bit like 
does it look like I'm trying too hard? Like, can I send this to this guy? Um, maybe it's a gay thing. I don't know. But like me and my friends often like share these kind of things. Um, I done, definitely when I was single. Yeah. And I had a group of single friends and we were sort of, you know, doing like sexting previews. And quite yeah, often, exactly. And I'd, or I'd take a picture and I'd be quite pleased with it and think, this is going to be wasted on just one recipient. The yeah, art so direction is good. Around. I want that to completely be completely with you. And I feel like you could. This person could maybe go down this mm. route with it because you know that you don't have to say, "Oh, that was a mistake. Mm. I didn't mean to send that to you." But you can just be like, you, you know, I'm just a very open person, and I and I what and I was just sharing it around with a few mm. people that I like. Um, but I'm not. You know, you don't really have to. It, it seems like avoiding the issue a little bit. It's but. tricky, isn't it? Because I don't know whether, I almost wonder whether if it, you were just like, oh God, I can't believe I sent it to Larry. It's <laughs> hilarious. You'd just be like, oh God, yeah, that's embarrassing. Sorry. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be an issue. But yeah. to be like, I'm going to go into hiding and I can't talk to this person. I suppose it, it might be difficult if it's like, say, a work colleague. Oh or, God, You know, yeah. depending on, on who this person is. Um and I think as well, maybe, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability, isn't it? Because that response is a bit kind of, it's not like, oh, my God, that's so hot. Or like, show me more. It's like, oh, oh I, didn't, I didn't know. No, you like me like that. <laughs> Which is a bit of a... It could go either way. Yeah. yeah it's, and yeah. so I think that it's very, very, very easy to just say, oh, you know, technology be crazy as your sort of get out clause if you want a get out clause but also to think about whether the fact that you didn't immediately just laugh it off is perhaps indicative of something else yeah yeah that you maybe need to consider that relationship or mm. that it's um it's the person who looks after payroll <laughs> he thinks that he gets paid every month in which case helen in finance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well v- very very insightful there daisy um the next one is my next door neighbors are 80 year olds and i hear them having sex all the time live your best life that headboard be banging on my wall i love it it's so inspiring although they do it more than me you know what good for them yeah i think there's this idea that old people don't have sex and it's absolute nonsense of course they do like they're as horny as the rest of us my goodness i hope i'm still having sex with mate. matey me and too. also i really really hope that you know a person gets more confident and sure of themselves with each passing year and has fewer hang-ups and yeah. i think by the time you're 80 you've got to think this is my body this is me i'm fine i'm into this let's get down to business absolutely yeah so yeah like i i i love your neighbors but also i love that this person like says that they love it and that it's inspiring and that they're they're kind of enjoying that their 80 year old neighbors are getting it on um but what 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 you were saying like i feel like my sex life has um got better and better in my understanding of sex and i feel like it's constantly developing and evolving Mm. and i feel like every year i have just such a better understanding about other people's bodies as well as my yeah. own and i just you know if that continues to improve i'm only 28 now like bloody hell by 80 Ooh, and you're 80 sounds Callie. like a Ooh, great boy. time can't wait can't wait for that yeah oh um, uh, you'll be knocking houses down <laughs> i do hope so um this one is for you daisy how unhygienic is it to use a toothbrush to pleasure myself I like it. I have a different brush for my teeth, but I do sometimes get them muddled up. <laughs> uh, I mean, full uh, marks for honesty. I'm going to say, be really, 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 really careful about anything you put inside yourself. Yes. It's very important. That's the one rule. There aren't many rules, but... 
so my my main concern actually isn't is, about is which the, end? yeah no, my main concern is for your well i i've assumed that this is a woman this could be a man but i'm I, my main concern is about your genitals um rather than your mouth um i think the the hygiene that way would be more of a concern because if you're brushing your teeth you're getting all that mm. kind of plaque and gunk and everything else off your teeth and then putting that on your sexual organs exactly i don't know if this is true i'd have to check but i did once hear we have a lot more germs in our mouths than our genitals i i would 100 believe that i would 100 believe that and yeah and when you think what you're doing all day and when you know and even if you're brushing your teeth first and also anything i mean i don't know um you might be able to enlighten me on how it's for guys i know for ladies um if there's like residual toothpaste or anything that's going to sort of upset the pH burn. balance of a vagina, it's not it's not what you want up there. And I no. don't know. I'm assuming toothpaste is not something you want up there either. Absolutely not. I mean, there, there are those like tingle lubes and mm. things like that. I don't know if you've experimented but with those. They're formulated but they're for that. Formulated for it. But even those, when those go mm. on my genitals or anywhere, it like I think it hurts. I think it burns. And like. I've never, fortunately, I've never got toothpaste down there, but I think it would feel the same. And I've done like cutting the chilies and then going for a wee. (gasps) That is like next level painful. So I think you should like label the, just get like different colored toothbrushes Mm. and just like keep them in separate places. And like also, I wonder if there's a dedicated, there must be. I mean, I don't, I mean, I know that, you know, sometimes sex toys can be expensive and a toothbrush is a good budget option, but. Um, there's got to be a toy out there that will serve that purpose. I mean, and I think that's always worth investing in. You can get a vibrator for less than £10, and I appreciate that that may be a lot of money to some people, but I think if it's something that you're using over and over again, it might be something worth investing in, even if that means you have to save up for a little while or whatever it is. I think there are cheap, cheap sex toys available. (laughs) (laughs) It might be the bristles. bristles. And if you you love a toothbrush and that's that's your go-to option, that's the thing that you enjoy the most, great. Just keep them separate, label Mm. them up, and and I think you're good to go. Um, Daisy, I I wanted to do... We've got a few more of these, but we'll we'll have to do them next week. I want to do so many more of these with you, but we're actually at the end of the show. (gasps) It flew by. It It absolutely absolutely did. It did fly by. Um, It's been such a pleasure to have you here. It's been a Um, joy. Thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun. Me too. And you know I adore you. You know I adore your work. Um, One last time for our our lovely um, (laughs) listeners, tell us again, your book is out, your paperback. How to be a grown-up out in paperback on Thursday which is tomorrow bright yellow cover Kindle edition 99p available until the end of June then it goes back up to regular Kindle price but yeah if you want a bargain you've got a week amazing and for anyone who wants to follow you on social media you're I'm not roller. not roller girl <laughs> tweet me and I'll tell you why <laughs> yeah we don't have time to go <laughs> into that please follow me on Instagram it's the daisy b b is spelt double e like a buzzy b I have no Instagram followers I'm very desperate and very thirsty oh everyone go and follow Daisy yeah give her give her that little boost thank you thank you for, <laughs> thank you for coming on Daisy you've been an absolute treat I'm going to play you out with a little bit of don't you want me by the human league so here we go If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.